0: Be consumed with who I am for the glory of your presence. Or what more could I ask for? It's a good thing I didn't give up my day job. Thank you, Lord. Can you imagine living like that every day? So let all that God is be consumed about of who we are. That's right, that's That's how we should live. With the fullness of God's presence all around us all day long, the glory of God, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you and we praise you, Lord. Amen. Check us out on the app, the church app, We got the church app, we got the church clap, (laughs) we got the church song, hallelujah, praise the Lord, and now it's time for a church offering, amen? (laughs) Come on down, Grace. No kids' church today. Everybody in here is a young adult, or an adult. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Father, we thank you and we praise you for this day. We praise you, Lord, for the Father that you are to us. And the fathers that are here, Lord, we pray that you would bless them abundantly. And Father God, we just pray that you would bless this offering, this church offering. We pray that, Lord God, that this offering would go up to you as a praise and a worship. Lord God, as we give into the kingdom of God. We give into the kingdom Let our minds be on heavenly things. Let our thoughts be on heavenly things. Let this mind be in me that's in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. We pray, and we pray, Lord God, that you would bless those that give today, Lord God, and those that are giving and those that you know, Lord Jesus. I just pray you bless them all. Bless every one of them. Lord God, I pray this, and I pray that you would bring in prosperity into this house into our homes, into the work of our hands, into our jobs, that you would prosper us wherever we go, wherever we set foot, that you would prosper us, and that we would be in good health, because that's your will for us. And we just pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So let all that you are be consumed with who I am. Amen? Amen. Today we celebrate Father's Day. Being a father has a lot of responsibilities. And happy Father's Day, Joe. (laughs) But a father has a lot of responsibilities. One is to be a protector, one is to be a provider. Another one is to be a leader, a listener, a caring, a strong and gentle man. A strong but yet gentle. A loving, a giving. And the list can go on and on and on. I'm sure there's a lot more things that the Father has and responsibilities. But you know, as a kid, I was trained. I was not trained, but I was ingrained With the thoughts, and I was taught this, that there was three basic things you need to survive, food, clothing, and shelter, and then another one was that a man, a father, a man, is a protector and a provider, amen? Amen? I remember learning those things as a kid for some reason. I remember the food, clothing, shelter, in school. Some of the basic needs that you need to survive. And that a man was a provider and a protector for his family. And think of it. Look at how God made a man. Stronger than most women. Let me clarify that. But it is stronger than most women. It has more muscle mass, stronger bones. That's how God made a man. He made him to be a protector. To protect his family. To watch over his flock. To provide for them. That means going to work. Amen? But that's how God made us. And it's kind of instilled in our brains. I mean, that's how I function a lot of times. And when I function like that a lot of times, I kind of miss out on the other responsibilities of a father, like all the feely stuff, you know? The loving, the caring. But thank you, Lord. Where was I? As a father, I've kind of learned the hard way. My, my process of learning to be a father was through uh, trial and fire, you can say. You know, I was just kind of thrown into it, not knowing. How to do it. How to respond, how to act. You know, it's kind of like when you get married. You really don't know. Everything is great, great in marriage. Until you get your first fight. And then you're like, well, what did I even do? What did I do? How did I do it? What did I put my foot in my mouth? The same way with learning how to be a father. I learned through trial by fire, trial by error. But I eventually learned. And trust me, I'm still learning. It's a never-ending process of learning and learning from your mistakes. and Learning not to say this and not to say that, but to say this. It is true. I'm preaching the truth up here. And as I get older, I want to think that I'm getting a little bit wiser <laughs> Till I put my foot in my mouth again and I realize, well, I'm really not that wise. Because if I was wise, I would have learned from my mistake a long time ago and not said that same thing again. You know, I don't know if it's a memory thing or if it's just... Uh, Just hard-headedness. But one thing I've learned is that when I first accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior and through reading the Word of God, I've learned that God wants to be my Father. Because I don't know about you, but many of men have grown up like myself, with an absentee kind of father. My father left when I was about a year and a half old. My stepfather raised me and he wasn't a great man. And he didn't really give me any tips, tricks. You know, we have this little saying on the landscape crew and they call it Chris Mixes Tips and Tricks for Landscaping. And the only reason why is because when those guys don't know something, they ask me. And most of the times I'll have an answer for them because it's only through experience. It's not through knowledge, but it's experience, which I guess is knowledge, but it's, it's experience of doing the job over and over again a thousand times and knowing, well, if you do it this way, it'll be a little bit easier. I've, and I've learned the hard way because I've done things the hard way and then over the time, you're like, you know, there's a better way to skin a cat, right? And that is don't even try. <laughs> but, you know, you find ways to do things that are simpler and easier over time. And as a father, I didn't have that person ahead of me to teach me how to do things and to show me how to do things. So I learned through trial by error, or by fire, thrown into the fire. But I've learned that over time, after learning of who God is through His Word, that you know what? He is the greatest Father we can ever have. I sit back and I think, I thought about it this morning, and I thought to myself, what father... Who cares for us and loves us so much. And he cares and loves for each one of you so, so much. More than we can even imagine or fathom. See, that was the word imagine and fathom put together. In in fathom. (laughs) I was thinking of the two and it came out as one. You see that? My mind was going faster than my mouth. (laughs) That's another problem sometimes fathers have. So, but... But I've learned over time that God is such a great, kind, loving father, you know, and that he had this plan all the way from the beginning. For all each one of us here, for each one of you individually. Because he knows each one of you individually, because it says in the words that, that I knew you before I even formed you in your mother's womb. He knew your spirit before he even placed it in your mother's womb. And before he even breathed life into you, he knew you. And he had a plan for you, and he has a plan for you, and he's constantly working his plan 24-7, 100%. You might not see it now, and you might not even think about it now, that God has a plan for you. But he does. And you know what? He's such a good God and a great Father that he gave us that plan. He wrote down a whole life map for you to lead you and to guide you right here in his word. Think about it. What other man do you know in your life would sit down, write everything all out for you to follow? And then he says to you, then he takes his word and he comes up to you and he says, "Here, Jules, I wrote down everything that you will ever need to know for your entire life. Everything that you will ever need to know is written right here because you know why? Because I love you and I don't want to harm you, and I don't want to see you get hurt. Here, Jacob, God, I wrote this book down for you so that when you have tr- struggles and troubles in school or anything else, I've got the answer right here for you already because I've done everything that's under the sun. Nothing's new. Anything that you've ever gone through in your whole life, Dylan, I'm going to write it down here to give you hope so that way you know that I'm watching out after you and that I love you and I care for everything that you're going through. Same thing with you, Grace and Stella. Same thing with you, Brother Phil and Sister Ellie and Julie and Ephraim, God and Joe. And anybody that's hearing this, God loves you so much that He wrote down everything that you would ever need to know in your whole life right here in this book. And if you follow this book, not only does He love you so much, but He's promised you that you will be with Him forever, in eternity. Think about that. He loved you so much as a father And you know, I sit there and I ponder all these things, and I think about these things, especially this morning on Sunday, you know, because I think about my life. I think about what's my legacy going to be. What am I going to leave my children and grandchildren? You know, my wife and I, we went out and we watched a movie called Dream Horse last night, and it was a great show. And we sit back and we think about all the things like, gosh, I failed at this, I failed at that. But you know what? We need to start thinking about, Lord, what have we succeeded in? What are we doing? What's the legacy we're going to leave behind? Well, the legacy that I pray that I leave behind is that everybody that is in my family is saved and knows Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. And knows that no matter what happens in their whole life, All the struggles they go through, all the trials, all the temptations, all the battles in life, all the fears, all the worries, all the hurts, all the pain, all the joy, all the love. It's right here in this book called The Word of God, and that they know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and that they can go to Him, no matter where they are or what they're doing at any time in their life, and they can ask God for help. The most important thing, that's the legacy that I want to leave. And whether or not we grow this massive church or we keep it small like it is, it doesn't matter. What matters is your personal relationship with Christ. Amen? So one thing I've learned with being a Christian is that God wants to be my father. He wants to father me. And then if I follow His ways, it'll be alright. I'll be alright in the end. And if you, too, follow his ways, you'll be all right in the end. Because really, it's all that matters. Because our lives are just like a flower that bloom one day and fade the next. And that my father gave us a manual, gave me a manual to go by. So if I don't know, God knows. If I don't have an answer, it's right there in the Word for me to look up and to find. In 2 Samuel chapter 7, verses 14 and 15, this is a promise to King David about his son, Solomon. See, King David had a heart after God. He loved God so much that he wanted to build a temple. For God, But King David was a warrior king. He was a warrior king. And God said to David, no, you will not build a temple for me, but your son will build a temple for me. But God loved David because he had a heart after him. That God gave David the whole plans how to build the temple. And he also let him get everything all together for his son Solomon to build his temple don't you think how proud it was, must have been for King David to hear these words when he said this about his son let's go back a little bit second Samuel let's go back to second Samuel chapter 11 or second Samuel 7 verse 11 he said the Lord's, the Lord declares to you that the Lord himself will establish a house for you. When your days are over and you rest with your fathers, a house for your offspring to succeed. Let's see. The Lord declares to you that the Lord himself will establish a house for you. When your days are over and you rest with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, who will come from your own body. And I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name. And I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father and he will be my son. Think about that. That's what God is saying to you. God is saying, I will be your father and you will be my son. Or daughter. And when you get out of line, don't worry. I'll flog you. <laughs> Basically it says here, let's see. When he does wrong, I will punish him with the rod. Of men with flogging and inf- that are inflicted by men. But But listen. See, God loves us so much that he disciplines us. We have to accept his discipline, even though we might not like it. But he's doing it on our behalf for our own good. But he says, my love, but my love will never be taken away from him as I took it away from Saul, whom I removed from you. Your house and your kingdom will endure forever. Before me, your throne will be established forever. That's how much God loves you. That he is willing to take the time to discipline you. To raise you up, to be with you, to love you forever, so that you can be with him forever. My love will never be taken away. That's a promise from God. Think about it. And you got to receive that in your hearts. we really got to get it in our hearts that God's love will never be taken away from me. God's love will never be taken away from me. Why don't you say it? God's love will never be taken away from me. God will be a father to me. Amen? God will be a father to all of us if we let him. I want to read to you Psalms 103. 103. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul, all my inmost being. Praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul, who forgives all your sins. Listen, this is what God does. God forgives all your sins. Boy, that should give us reason to praise right there, huh? Praise God, O oh my soul, that You've forgiven all my sins. You've healed all my diseases, who you've redeemed my life from the pit. And you crown me with love and compassion. You satisfy the desires with good things, so that my youth is renewed like an eagle. Look at all these things our Father does for us. Look at all these benefits he gives us. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. So when you're feeling oppressed, don't worry. God is going to work it out. He's going to make it right. He made His way known to Moses, His deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. So far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so let the Lord, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembered that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it and it is gone. And its place remembers it no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear Him. And His righteousness with their children's children. Amen. I pray that over our children's children. That God's righteousness would be over them. Upon our children's children and children's children's children. With those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven. And his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you his angels. You mighty ones who do his bidding. Who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts. You his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works. Everywhere, everywhere. In his dominion. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul. God has such great love for us that he calls us children. Do you know that God calls us children? In John, 1 John 3 1 through 3. How great is the love of the Father that He's lavished on us that we should be called the children of God. And that is what we are. Proclamation mark. That means you can proclaim it. (laughs) Proclamation mark. Proclaim it. Who are you? Who are you, Jules? You're a child of God. Who are you, Phil? Who are you, Julie? Who are you, Ephraim? Child of God, that's right. We're all children of God. Proclaim it. Proclaim it on the rooftops. Oh, no, I'm a child of God. Oh, no, I'm a child of God. Come on, let's say it. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. The reason the world doesn't know us, because it doesn't know Him. And who is Him, Jesus or God? Not only does God love us, but He's adopted us into His his home. I might be an adopted son of God, but I don't live like it. He doesn't treat me like an adopted son. He treats me as a son. And he treats you as a son and a daughter too. Don't have to worry about him calling you a stepchild. Think about it. You don't have to worry about God calling you a stepchild. You're a child of God. You're a son of the Most High. You're a daughter of the Most High God. And he loves you with such great love. That he will leave the 99 in a field to go out and save you. And rescue you. And if you don't know that scripture, it's in Matthew. Chapter 18, I believe... i passed my notes. I've passed the page. I have no idea where I wrote it down. All right there. Matthew 18, verses 12 and 14. What do you think if a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away? Will he not leave the 99 on the hills and go to look for the one that wandered off? And if he finds it, I tell you the truth, he is happier about that one sheep than about the 99 that didn't wander off. In the same way, your father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should be lost. Think about that. That's how much your God loves you. Is that when he sees you wandering out of the pasture, he's going to make sure the flock is in green fields, and then he's going to hunt you down. And guess what? God's a great tracker. He'll find you. No matter where you are. So if you think you're running and hiding from God, you might as well just give up. Because He's going to find you. And when He finds you, guess what He's going to do? He's going to open His arms up and He's going to say, My sheep, my sheep, in whom I love, where have you been, my daughter or son? I've been looking for you all over the place, and you thought you could hide, but I saw your tracks wandering down this creek. I heard your bleats up on the hill. I followed you all over the place, and I found you. You can't hide from me. You can't run from me. because I'm gonna. I am going to find you no matter where you are. And when I find you, I'm going to love on you. I'm going to bring you back home where you belong with the rest of the sheep. Because you're precious to me. You're more precious than gold or silver. Because I love you, I won't leave you or forsake you. So be strong and courageous, my sheep. Trust me. It's what God says. Trust me. I'm going to lead you into good pastures. You don't need to wander off. You don't need to go looking for greener grass on the other side because I know where the grass is green. I know where there's beautiful fields waiting for you. I know what's best. And that's what we got to understand. We've got to realize that God knows what's best for our lives. And then we got to surrender to Him. Amen? God loves us so much. So much. That His Father would send His only Son into this world to die for us. Oh, some of you might think, what kind of father is that? Right? What kind of father would send his son into the world to die? Well, that doesn't sound like a good father, does it? You know, that's our carnal thinking. That's man's thinking. But God has a plan from the beginning. From the very beginning when he formed this earth, God had a plan. And us in our carnal thinking, thinking that who would send his father out there to die? Or who would have his father sacrifice his son? Like he told Abraham. But God had a plan. And the world doesn't understand the plan because the world doesn't know the father. Because the world is running from him like the lost sheep. And I'm telling you, God's after them. He's calling them. He's after those that are lost. And He cares for them and He loves them just as much as He loves us. And His will is not for one to perish, not for one sheep. It says in the Word, I I pray that not one sheep is lost. Not one. Think about how many billions of people are on the earth. God's will is not one of those billions of people get lost. And that's why he sent his son. But we think, oh, he was a terrible God because he sent his son to die. And he died a brutal death on a cross. Torturous. But God has a plan, like I said, and his plan is perfect. See, God knows that he's not made of flesh. God knew that His Son Jesus wasn't going to die. Even Jesus probably knew it that He wasn't going to die, because Jesus is God. All it was was shedding this old skin off and going back to glory. He knew that He was going to live forever, because He lives forever. You can't kill an immortal mortally. <laughs> I think I said that right. And God knew that. And Jesus knew it. But you know what? We have to get that through our thinking. Because we're children of God and sons and daughters of God that we, if we are children of God and sons of daughters of God, then we're going to live and reign with Him forever and ever. And not only are we going to live and reign with God forever and ever, but we're going to share this great, wonderful inheritance that He has for us and all this great, wonderful thing called heaven that nobody can comprehend until you get there and you see it. And we're all the benefactors of that. Nobody can comprehend heaven unless you've been there. And I guarantee you, once you go there, you don't want to come back here. Because it's going to be so great, so wonderful, we can't, I can't imagine it. None of us here can really imagine it. The wonders of heaven. But that's how much God loves us. He loves us so much that He sent His one and only begotten Son that whosoever believe in Him shall not die, but have live eternally with Him forever and ever in heaven. And the facts are out. This is the fact That God is the greatest Father you can ever have. He's the greatest father you can ever have. All you got to do is trust him. He'll never lead you astray. He'll never lie to you. He'll never humiliate you. He will build you up. He will lift you up. He will love on you and care for you. He will supply all, his, all your needs. He'll be there for you from the beginning of your life to the very end of your life. And he says it right in his word. I'll be with you always right to the very end. Right to the very end. Your very last breath that you take. And then you know what he's going to do on that day when you take your last breath? Because nobody knows when it is. He'll be right there to grab you and to take you to heaven with Him To be with him forever. It says for us, when we pass, it's like, it's like a blink of an eye. We go from this world to heaven like that, in a twinkling of an eye. Just like when he catches us up, it's going to be in a twinkling of an eye. It's amazing. That's how much God loves us. That's how much God cares for us. And that's why he sent his son for us, so that we could be with him forever. And if you don't have the son Jesus in your heart, we need to get him in there. You need to get him in there. You need to have faith beyond what this world, what beyond what you can see. We need to have, we need to have sight beyond what we see every day. We have to have this hope of eternity, and it's right there. All you got to do is reach out and grab it and take hold of them, and then don't let go. It'll be the greatest thing you'll ever do in your whole life. The biggest accomplishment, the biggest achievement that you can ever do is accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. There is nothing greater. There is nothing more important than that. Amen? Amen. So the facts are out. God's the greatest father there is. The greatest father I know. And he's up there and he's watching you. He's caring for you. He's loving on you. He's cheering you on. He's your biggest cheerleader. He sees everything you do. He knows everything you're going to go through. But he promises us to be with us always. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Father, I praise you and thank you, Lord God, for this day. I thank you, Lord God, for all the fathers, Lord God, that are in our family that you've given to us. I pray your special blessing upon them. And all the fathers that are here that are, that are yet to be, Lord God, I pray for them also that you would help them. That they know That, Lord God, you've left them a manual called the Word, that they can follow. And even for us fathers that have been fathers for a while, Lord, we're still learning every day. And we pray that, Lord God, if we need your help, we just need to open your Word. It's right there. All the answers we need in life are right there. And I just thank you and I praise you for this day. I thank you, Lord God, for, Lord, your blessings. I thank you, Lord God, for each person here. Pray that you would be with them today, be with them the rest of this week, Lord God. I pray that you would uh, just do great and mighty things in their life, Lord God. And I just pray that, Lord God, that we would just look to you, look to the heavens, that our minds would be on, on you, steadfast on you, that our thoughts would be steadfast on you, Lord God. And that your hands would be upon us and that you would keep us and you would protect us That you would provide your personal protection for us, Lord. And that your angels would minister to us. And that you would post guard wherever we go. And that you would post an angel at every house, every car, Lord God. That you would hedge us in and protect us. That you would keep us safe. That you would keep the enemy out. Keep the enemy out of here. Keep the enemy out of our lives. Lord, we kick the enemy out of our family and our children and grandchildren in Jesus' name. And we just pray for your freedom. And for your love to fill that void, Lord God. For your word, Lord God, I pray. And for your Holy Spirit, I praise you and I thank you, Jesus. Amen.